Welcome back people, this is the Kaleidoscope Experience, episode number 4 and today I'm joined by Christian Kondo, yes, sir. The, aka DJ Kondo for those that don't know. Uh, if you're a little bit in the party scene, you might have seen him at Sea Salt and Ceviche on Fridays, Santos for Sankaset on Saturday, on Thursdays. Thursdays yeah, yeah, and then also Thursdays Candy Bar. Candy Bar, exactly. And, uh, That's Saturday, your personal Sunset. event too, right? Yeah, it's personal. That's pretty dope, exactly. man. So, yo, first off, before we start, let me ask you this. Do you think you can make a living from being yourself? Yes, I definitely believe that. And what is one of the main ingredients for that? Making a living for, you said, being yourself? Yeah, by being yourself. By being yourself. Honestly, uh, I think the main ingredient is figure out what yourself is first. You know, a lot of people don't really know, <laughs> you know, who they are, you know, until the, the backs are up against the wall. So yeah, I yeah. think once you figure out who you really, really are, then you kind of... You also figure out at the same time what you were meant to be. You know, from that day forward, you make a decision. So that's the avenue you took to be at the place you are at today? Yeah, exactly. That's dope, man. So when did you start your, your journey as a DJ? Honestly, uh, my journey's pretty long. I, I, I could tell my journey a little bit, if Yo, you don't mind. Go, you know, let me tell a little story. <laughs> so, like, honestly, I used to play basketball. Uh, I'm from Ottawa. I'm okay. from Congo, originally born. I came to into I moved to Canada in 2001, then moved to Montreal in 2010. And uh, I used to play ball, whatever. Like, to me, I was making the NBA, you know? Like, I've yeah, always yeah. seen myself, you know what? I'm going to be a millionaire and everything. <laughs> like, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, what you're going to do? I'm like, yeah. NBA. I'm going to the NBA. Determined to, straight up. I used to say, I'm going to be. I never used to say, I will. I might. No, it was, I'm in the NBA. So I came to uh, Concordia. I used to play ball. That didn't go out, you know? quite as well as I you know I expected it yeah. and not just that like the whole money situation with like getting um, scholarships and stuff like that didn't turn out how I wanted it to be so also at the same time my parents had stopped um, providing for me financially so it's like my back is up against the wall I had to make a decision right yeah, there yeah. and then right so then I was like okay cool like I have to start playing ball you know because I got to make a living for myself I got to Try different jobs, my okay. dude. I've been fired probably from ten jobs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what made me figure out that like I can't do jobs because yeah, I was, I'm sure call centers were part of it too. Oh, huh? man, I did like six like call centers. Like, name it, man. Fuck. Like, I would get fired because I used to either I would sleep at work, come late to work, <laughs> no show. Like, because the thing is, I started realizing music is is a part of something I wanted to do. 100%. The thing about me is like I, I mean, I come from a pretty musical inclined family but like me myself like i don't, I don't sing i don't play any instruments mm. you know but the one thing that i've always known is that i know how to put music together you know and that's what kind of like <laughs> made me decide to be a dj and the way that we decided to be a dj i used to uh i started with a guy his name's lebron okay. and i remember one night like you know we we're just drinking and like you know just, we're broke two broke dudes like kind of looking back <laughs> on life like where did we go wrong you know <laughs> And then, like, he's just like, yo, let me play some music. And then he plays some stuff, and I was like, this is dope. He's like, oh, yeah, this is, I used to make beats. And I'm like, man, why did you stop? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. And then right there, I just had the idea. I was like, yo, you know what? How about we form a group, and, like, you'll be a producer, I'll be a DJ. And that's where DJ Kondo was born right there and then. I think that was yeah. 20, 2012, end of 2012, I believe. So you guys performed as a duo for a couple, for a moment? <laughs> or, uh, well, we've had performance, but I wouldn't call it performances. My first performance... <laughs> Like no kidding, we had a, uh, we played at this place in Pinuff. Okay, <laughs> kid you not, I had my DJ equipment on a freezer, like it was like one of those like ratchet kind of yeah. you know ghetto spots. You know, party exactly, <laughs> really. I see that. Yeah, so that's how we kind of you know got started and uh, went our separate ways from there. Yeah, man. 
and, yeah. that, and that was uh, what year? That was 2012. But I really started taking seriously in 2013. Yeah, okay. 2013 was really the year where I was like, because the thing is, I used to spin off of a laptop. It was one of those that, you know, if it turns off, you don't know if it's turning back <laughs> on. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I it had was, one of those. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those. And, yo, just to tell you, like, when you decide what you want to do, yeah. it's crazy how, like, you know, a lot of people talk about, like, the universe kind of shifts itself. And, you know, in the beginning, you're like, no, that's that's crap. That's not true. Mm. Man, it really is, man, when you decide. Because I remember when we decided to finally take it seriously. Yeah. I remember we were broke. Like, when I tell you, I, I was, we were dead broke. And, bro, I'm talking, like, broke where you drink water to go and go to sleep <laughs> just so you don't think about eating. And, <laughs> you know, so I remember the day that we decided, like, I decided, like, I wrote, out like on a piece of paper like i'm gonna be the best dj i'm gonna do this i'm gonna earn a million dollars before 30. visualize all that yes. visualize all of that no kid you not like that week we're dead broke trying to figure out how we're gonna come up with the 1500 to buy like what we have to buy equipment and bro i remember we're walking up on summer around one night yeah. and it's like a saturday it's jam-packed a saturday this is 2013 a saturday yeah. in the summer Right, so imagine how packed the street is, okay. and then we're out with two friends of ours, right? Some f female friends of ours. They're trying to go out, but us, we're kind of broke, so we're not really trying to go <laughs> to a bar because then we have to spend, and we literally have zero, probably minus in our account. Jokes, and we're walking man. up and down Celeron. Yeah. <laughs> Kid you not, bro. There was three hundred dollars cash on the floor. Nobody else saw it but us, and it's right in the middle of the sidewalk. Nobody else saw it but Yo, us. You're, be, you're being played by somebody. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm dude. telling you, man. So, you know, we took fifty bucks. You went out, had a couple of drinks, but after that, the rest <laughs> is history. All right, all right. But how do you, how do you go about sourcing gigs? Like, how did you source out your first gig? I just, my first gig, oh, man. Really, you have to go out there. You know, with a lot of things. Like, trust me, if if you don't go out there, you'll be a or room DJ for the rest of the life, a basement yeah. DJ. You know, you really have to go out there, put yourself out there in positions where you're not comfortable. Yeah. You know, have you played ball before? Nah, man. Okay, let's it. say like if, if I could relate it to playing basketball, right? Yeah. Like, what's your biggest, like, most embarrassing moment if you're a basketball player? It's like either getting crossed up, some shit. either getting crossed up and falling, True. or airballing a free throw. Yeah. And I've realized that <laughs> I remember one of my biggest basketball games. I airballed one of my first biggest games. I airballed a free throw, and then I thought I'm like. After that, there's nothing worse that can happen. Yeah, you know. So once you learn that, yes, you're gonna get your nose. But after you, there's nothing worse that can happen than a no. If there's a no, that means it's a different opportunity. Oh, for sure. You know, there's and a lot of them out exactly there. every no that you receive, like use it as motivation to once you get your yes for people to look and be like, man, I should not have said no to this kid. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. But what 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 does the com the conversation look like? You know, when you're negotiating your first gig or when I try to go get my gigs. first gig. Uh, my first gig that I actually tried to get, I think I was actually uh, way ahead of, <laughs> and it wasn't no small gig. I remember I got dressed up, put on a suit and everything, and was okay, I'm going on Saint Laurent, right? So yeah. I'm looking, you know, like Sapi comme jamais style, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're on Saint Laurent, and I have a couple of CDs. Mind you, I probably should have had USBs, but I had some CDs. Okay. And we're walking, and the first spot that I saw was uh, Wood 35 at the time. It's where Ecole Privé is. I've never been to that spot. I yeah. check it out. So we stopped by Wood 35, okay. and then, like, I try to talk to the man. But, I mean, they talk to you in a way that's like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll check it out. Cool. Selling, exactly. Type the, of that was the first time. And then we walk over to Buena, and then we kept on walking and kept on walking, yeah. you know? From there, it's just, it's just knocking on doors, knocking on doors. One of the reasons why people associate me to being an African DJ is not that I'm an African. Yes, I'm African, but I don't just spin that style. Yeah, yeah. But that's one of the styles that I started with because that's the opportunity that I had, you know, where I approached the promoter. I was like, hey, put me on and 
He's like, all right, we're going to do this event. It was actually at Essence, my first residency. Oh, nice. Yeah. Huh? So I do this event here, and then my first event was great. And after that, okay, I started doing that summer more Essence. From yeah. there, it kind of branched out to different African events. Yeah, that, that's where I met you. That's where I saw you for the first time. Exactly. Yeah. And from there, also kind of branching out to more urban, so like African, Haitian, and more urban. And then yeah. I started doing a lot of students. But I've always known that where I want to be in Montreal is the old port. Like, that's not the even. Old port is where it's happening, yeah. Right? But yeah, even at Sea Salt and Ceviche, when I was there, couple like last month or something yeah i saw you were bringing that african sound over there man yeah and for me i didn't expect to be hearing that type of thing over yeah. there, man so that, 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 that's pretty nice that you're doing that you know the thing is like you as a dj like me i'm um see a lot of people consider themselves djs and you know a lot of people also when you tell them like what do you play they say everything but there's a difference between mm, playing everything and there's a difference between playing everything well you yeah. know i'm one of those guys i pride myself that i know that i play everything well so the fact that i can play People don't even know that I spin house music, deep house, like Af I love deep trust house, me, man. I play that. That's my thing. And the reason why the place like Sea Salt, where it's like, you know, mainly like a lot of house, I can mm. play the Afro and the hip hop is because I know how to blend in things that even if you're not a hip hop listener, the way that I'll play it for you, you're mm. gonna like it at least, you know, for the time being. But did uh, you ever like have a bad response from a crowd? Like, oh, uh, people were not fucking with your shit. At Sea Salt? Or like, oh, we can, we can curse up here? Huh? You can curse over here? Yeah, of course. Oh, shit. To. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, bad experience. I've, I've, I've had a few. Yeah. In my early days, I've had a few. Because here's the thing, right? As a DJ, when uh, pe people see the way you come. So if you, you look like a guy that they don't really know, they can kind of pick on. You know, when you start playing shit that they don't like, they'll be like, yo, I don't like it. And you start feeling insecure yeah. about what you play. But when you know who you are, it's like, think about it this way, right? If you book David Guetta, right? Just because it's David Guetta, whatever he plays, you're going to dance like because, because it's he, David Guetta. You see him and the confidence behind him, too. Exactly. You know, you know it's like he doesn't, together. as a matter of fact, he doesn't even care what you want to hear. He's going to play what he wants to hear, True. you know? And at the end of the day, everybody's okay. And that's kind of like why, one of the reasons why I like the... Uh, the uh, the old port or like you know the, the house scene because you know, I feel like they're more open to music as opposed to I feel like mm -hmm. Africans are more closed you know like it, trust me try to drop one deep house electro <laughs> deep house they you know? they're not gonna have it man exactly and I want to be the, that guy who kind of breaks that barrier mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. where sure. like yo I want you guys to also be introduced to new sound yeah. you know new sound being you know house music so because you, you you kind of tested a little bit yeah a little bit responded. yeah exactly but one of my worst worst gigs uh, sorry hold no, on it's all good one of my worst gigs oh i remember i did a it was probably a corporate gig uh -huh. where i wasn't really prepared like i was oh yeah we're doing a corporate gig there's a lot of youngins and da, 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 da. yeah oh, oh sorry i had two let me say this one first. <laughs> this one was a wedding gig, okay? Oh, I was shit. doing a wedding, and trust me, Congolese people, my people, oh. are the pickiest people when it comes to music, especially yeah, yeah. weddings, right? You so I'm dance, man. Exactly. So I'm doing this huge, big budget wedding, yeah. and like I was told that it was like you know people like in their twenties, early thirties. So I'm like, you know, it's gonna be dope. For sure. I show up to the thing, and it's like eighty percent of the people were like. 10 years older than my parents you know so i was like oh man okay it's gonna be tough because i didn't have all the old school and even them like they're so picky it's like yeah. you'll play the old school but they'll be like yeah i don't dance to this because this guy he supports this president i'm like what like how does this they even go deep, yeah they go too deep for me. <laughs> yeah that was, that was one of my worst for sure but did you ever see yourself at this stage in your life yeah yeah i've seen as myself a, as, as a dj or uh, as a DJ, uh, I see myself at this stage. As a matter of fact, I see myself on a like a 
a world stage, but maybe not like this early. You know, this stage that I'm at, like I thought like maybe like when I'm closer to my 30s that I'm going to start getting a little taste of the old port and stuff and it's going to take me a while because I know a lot of DJs, especially like, you know, the African DJs and stuff for us to even get in the old port, you know? Right. So like when I see myself, like I, I play that New City Gas, like sometimes I look, I'm like, wow, like I really play that New City Gas? Like was the that- The up is real, bro. <laughs> you know? And like, yeah, I, I, you know, I definitely see myself at this stage, but not this early. So did you have any opportunities to mix in different countries? I've had. I've had last year. I've had a few opportunities. I was supposed to go back home in Congo, but actually not my Congo, Brazzaville. But while I was in Brazzaville, I was also going to try to go to Akin. I was supposed to go to Senegal also, but I had a little complication because I was supposed to do uh, Congo, Brazza, then go to Kin, then from Kin go to Senegal, mm-hmm. Dakar. But the thing is, my Brazza trip was financing it all once i was there then the promoters would book me here and there but that ended up getting canceled you know political issues and security issues and all that kind of stuff but definitely like this upcoming year like international that's really the stage yeah good luck with that i appreciate it i also see you've branded yourself quite well man i see you you're doing a collaboration with hennessy canada yeah that was was crazy man can you talk on that yeah honestly you know like I got Hennessy Canada through well my Instagram, you know, for those of y'all who don't know, you know, at DJ underscore condo Instagram. But uh <laughs> the whole fashion thing is not something that I've seen myself do. It's actually an inspiration that I got from my sister. Also her check out her Instagram at Ornella Condo or Instagram. And like she does like fashion and stuff and you know, it kind of gave me ideas like, you know, why don't you be different as a DJ and like kind of like bring music and fashion together, you know? But you do it so naturally, is it? Is, so it's something that's, you know. Honestly, it's something that was. To you, man. I've I've always had the whole dressing thing, but then like I've always said, okay, when I make more money, I'm gonna focus on the dressing, mm. right? Then I started dating my girl Anais, and like she used to work at Urban Outfitters, okay. so she would get things like ninety percent off. So I was like, okay, from that moment, that's when I started, you know, <laughs> changing the style. Up a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> One thing I realized is that whatever you want to be, you know, be it today. You know, I've had that inspiration from somebody. And honestly, when I started living like that, it changed my life. She told me, like, why are you waiting to look like a million bucks? We all think like that, though. Yeah. It's very subconscious. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, when I get to that stage, I'll do that. And she was like, why are you waiting to look like a million bucks? And she's like, do it now. Like, if you have, do it now. And I'm not lying. Like, right there and then, I changed my style. When I started rocking suits and everything, that's when when people just see you in a suit, it just brings something out of you. Especially in a place like Montreal, you pop out because not a lot of people, you know, dress like that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, from there, you know, I've had the whole inspiration. And so far, I've had, you know, I've had to work. I had a lot of (laughs) great collaboration and work. And now, you know, renowned as, you know, one fashion influencer in the city. That's a great thing. But definitely, I want to take it also to the world stage. So Hennessy Canada reached out to you because of the fashion, right? No, well, Hennessy Canada reached out to me through a, a friend who knew a friend who worked uh, for a marketing agency. Okay. One of the clients was Hennessy Canada, yeah. but because of the fashion, they were looking for someone. Mm-hmm. Someone referred them to my Instagram, and oh man, he's dope. Okay, let's let's get him. And then yeah. I had a whole thing where because it was a promotion for. Uh, for Father's Day. Okay. So I had to find an older man to play my father like this. It was pretty dope. Great experience. But I'm not going to lie. Like, after doing that shoot, I was like, man, like, if I do any shoes, this is what I want to do. Yeah, man, yeah. they rented, like, this mansion to well, do the shoot. Professional. professional. Like, we would spend, like, one hour to work on one shot, you know? And just the, the, the perks and, I mean, just the experience yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, you see all these screens behind that, you know, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. Did you get like a free Hennessy and stuff? Man, I got a free Hennessy bottle they gave me. They even named, you know, they even put the DJ Condo thank you on it. That's the collected item right there. Exactly. You know, that's, yeah. 
But I see you're an entrepreneur as well, correct? Yeah. You have something called, uh, a venture called Lab Transport. Yeah. L-A-B. L-A-B, Transport. yeah. L-A-B. Well, actually, as a, someone who I work with, that's his company, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to partner up, so I'm kind of helping him with the pushing and stuff like that and trying to be the main guy. But once I have, you know, more. But I also have another project that I'm working on. It's called Gentleman Shoes. All right. Yeah, gentlemen's shoes. Let me show you the Instagram page for that. But uh, pretty much what we're trying to promote is not just promote shoes. We're trying to promote a gentleman lifestyle. You know, one of our main products is shoes. Now, these guys, they've contacted me, I think it was last year. And, uh, you know, they wanted to give me a free pair of shoes for me to do, you know, promo. Yeah. And, man, I, I saw the pair of shoes. I was like, yeah, this is amazing. I want in on this. You know, and it's funny that you actually called me because actually today we signed a contract, so I'm actually a partner now with these guys. You know? <laughs> hey, let's go, I appreciate bro. it. All right, yeah. So yeah, that's one of the things. Besides, that, I mean, there's a lot of other projects, but you know, if you guys follow me on my Instagram, like you're gonna see everything coming up. But there's a lot of huge projects on the way. Okay. Also, great I had deal. another great deal. I'm on the radio. Did I tell you? You're on the radio. I'm on the radio. I have a radio show. For real? I'm on a radio show uh, on Saturdays. Details. So every Saturday, there's a, a friend of mine. His name's Adrian. Okay. Right? He's kind of had like, kind of like a, his family's had a radio background, right? And it's funny because he's had this idea to do like urban radio. And I've had it for a while too. You know how like, a, you know, in the States you have uh, your breakfast club. Yeah, you have you your, don't have that here. Yeah. And the way I feel like they don't really promote one, musicians, you know, from within. And two, they don't really try to play too much urban, you mm-hmm. know. So I've had this idea. And somehow me and this dude, we clicked and he told me, listen, yeah. there's a show that I'm working on. It's called The Box. So The Box on 105.1 Mike FM every Saturday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Okay. So, yeah, from now that's, you know. So pre-drinking, you know. Yes, it's perfect pre-drinking, you know. Yeah. You know, my man Adrian, Dope MC, he talks for a little bit, you know. Then I play a mix for about 20, 25 minutes, you know, probably the latest hip-hop, uh, Afro, dance, so a little bit of everything, you know. Okay. Now, once we start getting more uh, more listeners, you know, kind of tune in, then we're going to have a longer show or we can even have a few shows, you know. So, definitely, we need y'all support, you know, to kind of. Repeat the details for the details and catch that. Almost definitely. So that's 105.1 Mike FM every Saturday, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. with DJ Kondo and Adrian. Nice. Yeah. Was there a moment where you ever felt like quitting? You know, quitting being a DJ? Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, a lot. Yeah. You know, even after the beginning, I would say uh, last year before I got Sea Salt, yeah. Because I just felt like, that's man, recent. That's yeah, like, it was recent, you know, yeah. but that's the thing. Because usually it's literally the moment when you feel like quitting, mm. that something huge is right around the corner. Yes. You ever see, this is a picture that, that marked me for life. That's what makes me hard to quit things. There's two things that make me hard to quit. One is my dad. Okay. You know, my dad is just one of those guys, like, if you tell him, like, listen, there's 0.001 chance that you're going to present that you're going to make it, to him, he's going to say, that's a chance, I'm going to make it. So I've always, you know, had that. And the second thing definitely was, um, yeah, there's this picture. It's two guys digging a hole, right, I've trying to get that. to the diamonds, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah. the guy who's the closest, but he's walking away because he's tired. But then there's the other dude who's, you know, keep, that one last exactly, gonna get you, you know, and goal. to me, yeah, to me, until, like, I have a, <laughs> a real sign that God shows me or something really happened. Yeah. But, yeah, I've had moments in the beginning because, one, like I told you, I wasn't working. I was spending hours, countless hours, just working on my music. So I was not making any money, mm-hmm. right? Man, I've, I've been kicked out of my place because I was not making money, you know, because I couldn't yeah. pay my rent. You know, I've had stories like that, you know. <laughs> I was starving, I, all kinds of stuff, you know. And I remember what made me determine, <laughs> let me tell you quick, this is funny too because 
when I got kicked out of my spot, I used to live in NDG, yeah, right? I, I was dead broke. Right yeah, I was dead broke. I used yeah. to live in the in the student ghetto by Loyola. Okay. I was dead broke. And when I left NDG, uh, I was like, man, who else is going to take me? One, that I've been kicked out. But two, <laughs> one of my boys used to have a spot. He has a spot downtown, and it's close to where I live at right now. Okay. And uh, he's like, yo, like, my roommate just left. You know, but the thing is, the rent his roommate was paying was twice what I was paying in NDG that I couldn't even afford. But I had enough money to pay for one month rent. So this was motivation. I told him, I'll take it. Okay. I moved in with him and I'm like, I don't care what I got to do. Every month, I got to come up with the money to pay this rent. And I'd have. <laughs> so now, like, uh, the, 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 the revenue you're making from DJing. Yeah. It supports your computer. No, yeah, the, no, now, now it's yeah, now now it's now definitely good. Yeah, comfortable, yeah I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm getting comfortable. You're getting you know, comfortable. the thing about the DJing thing too is like when you start kind of getting an, a house, not a household name, but a little fame here and there, even if it's within the city, there's all these perks that you kind of get showered with. You know what I mean? Like whether it's the the bottles, the clothes, the it this cuts on a couple cuts here. Cu- and then. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. now like you, anybody can do this. Anybody can make it. But it's just trust me. Even if you start making eight, ten grand, which is very feasible. You know, my goal is to be making twelve grand by f- fuck it next month. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? A month. Exactly. Thing, right? like, people think I just DJ. No, I have a lot of things that I do. You know, people don't necessarily know about i don't necessarily want people to know about you know you gotta grind you gotta you know you gotta get your hustle but the thing is you gotta find ways to diversify your money ain't no point for you to just make 10 grand a month if you had no plans with that 10 grand right Mm -hmm. what you want is at the end of the day that 10 grand that you make a month make you another 10 grand yes so every dollar that you have don't look at it as something you're going to spend look at it as your employee that one dollar can make you another dollar so find a way to put that dollar somewhere you know what i mean i like that mindset. yeah you know so that's really (laughs) the mindset because me honestly my goal is that to see my investments make me twice as much as my salary. But you really got to be patient for it. Ah, very patient. Very. Very patient. You know? So if you had to name this chapter in your life right now, yeah. how would you call it? This chapter? Right now? Right now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me, let me get some deep thoughts right now. <laughs> the come up. I would say, come yeah, up. definitely. You're at that, that level. Right I'm, I'm at that level right now, where I feel like you know a lot of people see what I'm doing and they, I'm I'm making good money, you know, and things like that. But a lot of people see what I'm doing, they're like, man, I want to get, man, it's not, I'm not even like, at five percent of where I know I'm going to be. Yeah, you see what I'm that. saying? But I mean, it's great that people see that, and they already see some. Like, man, imagine if I'm at fifty percent, how are people going to see it? You uh, know, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be great, but you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm nowhere near. I'm just getting started. Okay, let, let, let's put that in the universe right now, yeah. right? The next gig or the next place or the next venture you want to be involved in, mm-hmm. what is it? It's real estate. Real estate? Yeah, real estate. Okay. You know, that's why I mean, here's the thing, like, a lot of things you can do, yeah. you know, but people don't know because when they see, like, man, what it's like to buy a car, it's like, oh, man, it's probably too much. Let me not even think about it till I have money. My, my dude, like, why don't you get the info before you start putting thinking about stacking your money on yeah, that. For sure. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, oh everything is one phone call away, is one person away. And one thing that I've I've neglected that honestly, my advice, if you can start today, matter of fact, tomorrow, go buy yourself a book, but read. 
You know, you spend a lot of time on social media on this and that. Man, read. <laughs> what information are you absorbing from all of that? You know, exactly. Because to me, right man, I'm reading all sorts of books about entrepreneurship, about yes, real estate, about, you know, motivational books. There's one book that I read. Honestly, this is a secret that I'll share with y'all. It right. changed my life. It's called Ten Pillars of Wealth. You know, 10 Pillars of Wealth. Anyway, quick story short, it's about this dude, uh, the author, the main dude. This dude's probably making over a mil a month or some crazy number like that. And Anyway, he was in a position where he was in the army. He wasn't making m much money. And then his contract was coming to an end. So it was like a, his back was up against the wall. He didn't like what he was doing. So it was like, do I renew my contract or try this thing? So he got into this whole like software you know, and everything, selling programs and this and that. And man, my dude just kind of made it. And so he's pretty much um, helping you by reverse engineering his process, you know? The thing is, a lot of us, like, we try to look at climbing a mountain from the bottom up, but the way he shows you, it's like, picture you at the top, mm -hmm. and then how all you get back down. how do you get back down, right? Now, the thing is, if you know how you got to the top by climbing down, you're gonna know how to get to the top, right? Makes sense. That's the thing, so it's literally taking you step by step, in a way, you know? A lot of these things, to me, I mean, it can be constructive. It's all how you take it. You know, you can read the book and be like, ah, this book was shit. This book was crap. Yeah, right? it's all perception. It's, it's, it's all perception, you know. But at the end of the day, the main thing I would tell you guys, man, read, read, read. Try to learn something new every day. That's one of my main things. Even if I learn the stupidest thing, as long as I learn something new every day. I, I always see you have a quote of the day on your Instagram page, yeah. you know. Yeah, That's great motivation for sure. <laughs> Do you have any tips for people that want to brand themselves? Yeah, definitely. You, you mind if I record this? By the yeah, way? no, go ahead, man. Cool. Tips for people that want to brand themselves. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, five tips for people that want to brand themselves. Well, first of all, like I said, I don't want to record that part. No. <laughs> for, the, for for yeah. the tips, just in case they want to know, you know. Yeah, you said. What was the question again? So, do you have five tips or a couple of tips for the yeah. people that want to brand themselves? You know, starting in a new venture, passion. Yeah, business. I mean, the first thing, like I told you in the beginning of the interview, is that you first of all you got to figure out, like I said, who you are. You know what it is that you want to do, and you know, put all these things in perspective. You know, and like really look within yourself and try to stay true to yourself as much as possible. Sure. You know, from that moment, uh, once you've had that figure out, get started. You know, look around you. Okay, me, I decided. Okay, I'm a DJ. I want a DJ. I am a DJ. That I've decided that. Okay, what do I have around me to get started? A lot of people use that as an excuse. Of, yeah, when I have this much money, when I when I meet them, nah, everything is right around you. Everybody, you know. There's a quote that says like, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Get started. You know, there's nothing. Just get started. As you get started. You're going to encounter a lot of things that are either going to change your perception about what you thought you were, mm -hmm. but it's definitely going to give you better direction towards, you know, where you want to be, you know? That would say, I would say the main thing. I like yeah. that, man. Yeah. I, I also want to encourage people to talk to other people. Yeah. You know, figure out what they're doing, you know, what's yeah. their passion, you know, because at the end of the day, you might find somebody. Let's say I want to start a new business venture. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, for example, you have a passion for, for real estate or you have a, a passion for something that's connected to my business. Definitely. If I know what you're doing, in case of paying somebody else or a service that's going to charge me a higher cost to do that thing, yeah. I might just come to you and, you know, we collaborate as a community. For sure. You know, like, trust me, me I'm really an activist and, like, <laughs> in a way where the way that I see our people kind of um, not help each other grow hurts me, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? And to me, I'm like, man, like we can be a, 
why can't why can't Africans be a community like the Jewish, the Chinese, the That's you know it starts, man. You know what I mean? Like, man, these first of all, like some Chinese people that I've known were you know, they they've came from China, you know, and let's say you have three, four families, they buy one house. They mm-hmm. all live in that one house. Everybody works, makes money, okay. And then we buy the second house for the other family. Okay, then we and that's how they grow. You know, the Jewish for instance, whatever you need, I know a guy. Yeah. You know, as Africans, we need to stop this whole like thing of because oh he's a DJ, he's gonna give me in free support. Yeah, support what does it cost price. for you? You know what I mean? And me one thing that sometimes kinda of get me ticked off is like, bro, every gig that you come in, I get you in free. You drink. Chill, free. You know, you got girls, free. Yeah. But you telling me that this one special event that I'm doing, you can't pay twenty five dollars to just get in, yeah, and you know true. that I'm gonna take care of you while you're inside. You know, yeah, it's just that kind of thing. You know, support. Like one of the things too. You know, Africa is like balling out in clubs and spending two, three k. Another thing is that, bro, you you spend three thousand dollars on yeah. bottles, but you mean to tell me you can't pay ten dollars at the door yeah. to support me, yeah. your boy? You know, that's uh, one of the things. Yeah, it's crazy. Going back to you know, for example, um, I don't know if you know a, a guy called Claude Anderson. Claude Anderson, no. He's an economist. He talks really about you know uh, building the the African American yeah. uh, community through the economy, right? Okay. From, from that level. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about how in the Jewish commu- community, for example, the money turns, circulates at least 18 to 20 times before it leaves the community. Wow. The Latinos, for example, it turns around 10 times. Yeah. The, the, the Asian, at least 14 times. But for African-Americans, for, for black people, for example, it doesn't even circulate once. As soon as really? you get your money, you're spending it in another community. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're going to the Asian supermarket. You're going to the Jewish center, whatever. Yeah. And you're building their community. You're not even building yours. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you if you want to build ourselves, you got to start from that level. Definitely, and you know what you said is amazing. I never thought of it like that. You know, and I think our brothers and our sisters, like we have to take it more constructive and destructive because it's like, oh, what do you mean we shouldn't support the other communities? No, it's not what we're trying to say. What we're trying yeah, to say though, it's like, course. yeah, your community should be a priority 100%. first. You know what I mean? You have a brother who started, who's a real estate agent. Whatever you you know you're looking to buy a home, approach him first. Maybe you already approach him first. You're looking yeah. for a DJ, approach him. Your sister just opened up a beauty salon. Show up, show support. Don't just show up thinking, well, she gonna hook it up. Yeah. How are we supposed to move on and move forward? And then, you know, <laughs> like even like you know you got people like <laughs> Donald Trump was talking about how his father gave him a small loan a small of a million dollars. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I wish yeah. you know my father can give me a small loan of a million bucks. You know, but for us to get to, you know exactly, but for us to get to that level, we got to start somewhere, and that starts by support. Yeah, yeah, real talk, man. Yeah, man. If you got if you got more questions, let me know, man. I'm, I'm, I got I got I got a, I got a few bullets to shoot, right? Yeah, here, but so. that's that's the thing now that I only reserve the room for a certain amount of time, and we're uh, ready no to the end. Yeah, but yeah, we're definitely gonna have a part two eventually. Yeah, you know, I, I know this is only the beginning of your journey. Yeah, and eventually you're gonna reach some crazy heights, man. I can see that. <laughs> I feel the confidence too, man. I appreciate I like it, brother. That. Thank you, thank you. Do you have any last words for the world, for the people listening? Last word for the people listening? Yes, sir. Honestly, hey, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you know, everybody's meant to be somebody. It's not everybody who's going to become somebody, but everybody's meant to be. Everybody has the in them, you know. You just have to figure out what it is that you have Mm -hmm. and what triggers it. For a lot of people, it's, 
relation it's breakups for a lot of people it's, it's you know getting fired it's financial struggles it's you know you have to really really figure out what triggers you and i think that's what we lack in our community is that trigger right we're figuring out what that trigger is because if everybody in the community figure hey i'm meant to do this i'm meant to do that i'm meant to do, you know it, it's it's not as much work as people think it is it is true you know the bigger the responsibility um the the bigger the reward i actually posted a quote today i don't know if you feel my reading and it's something yeah, no, that made me think it's, it's, it's funny it's because it's actually something that's within the same lines that we're saying mm-hmm. oh that was a call oh. actually no sorry that was from yesterday Whatever. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what the quote. Was. I forgot what the quote was, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, you know, it was something along those lines. You know, everybody, everybody has that something. You know, you just have to find a way to trigger that. You know, and no matter what situation you are in your life, <laughs> yo, there's a way. You know, like trust me. I remember like when I'm like, yo, I didn't even have a dollar to buy food, man. You know, but I've always been like, there's no way that I'm gonna go back to my mom's house. There's no way. like to me that was failure going back home. You know, I was like, yeah, I gotta figure out a way. Yeah, if I have to start for a month, I gotta figure out a way. Yeah, you know, you figure out a way, yeah. and once you figure out a way, don't ever be happy. I'm not happy, sorry. Don't ever be content. Yeah. You know, there's always something greater that you can do. Be content, but never satisfied. Exactly. Sorry. Right. Exactly. Don't ever be satisfied. You know. It's that. Even if you look at why people like Warren Buffett still going higher. Meanwhile, he's like the second richest man in the world. You yeah, know, you got to find your drive that's outside of money. Yeah, you know, because exactly. So to me, of course, I want to make money. I want to live happily. You know what I mean? And certain things you want to do with that money. Yeah, you a lot of these. There's a lot of things. Like me, honestly, every dollar, well, every I can't say every dollar, but every time that I make money, of course, I put you know money aside for my own personal pleasure. You know, I like yeah, nice yeah, things. And you course. know what I mean? I like <laughs> treating my girl. I like treating my family or whatever. Yes, you know, but I know that this one dollar, if I put it on the right thing, it can make the next dollar for the next generations to come in my family. Mm. Everything that I do, everything that I work for is that. So that you know, three generations down the line, yeah. my, like my my kids, kids, kids will say, "Wow, thanks to our grandfather, yeah, sure. we, we we're good financially." Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to build that wealth where, man, like I work in moving a lot, right? And a lot of times, like we move a lot of wealthy people. Let's say in Westmount, you know, and it's like a lot of times, like yeah, like my mom used to own this house. It was passed down. And this was passed. It's like, man, why don't we? Wealth. You know, why don't we have that? Why don't we work for our next kid? Why is it that every generation has to, to struggle to? Yeah. You know, no, nah, it's it's take advantage, man. Life is yeah, good. Yeah, it's man. time to live good. Like, you know, even, even for me, I have certain investments that no matter how hard it gets, yeah. no matter you know, I might have a bad month. Yeah, no money. Yeah. I never touch it. For sure. I, I even forget it exists. Exactly. And that's the that's the way you got to live. Because think about this. I know people that are making money. I know people who go to clubs and ball out. But bro, trust me. Let's say shit hit the fan and tomorrow you're, you, let's say, I don't know, there's a depression. What do you have in your oh, account? If you have an emergency, what do you have? You know what I mean? Yeah, what can yeah, you do? Yeah. Nothing. But as a matter of fact, people don't understand that in times of great depressions and all kind of struggles, the, the people with them, that's yeah. where the most money is made. But <laughs> yeah. then again, if you haven't put your money aside, if you've had, you know, had the right investment, how are you supposed to be making money? You know, yeah, that, that's, that's the name of the game. That's how, you know, the wealthiest people always make money. When yeah. people panic and sell everything. Exactly. That's when you come up and take it for the cheap exactly <laughs> hey we're not encouraging that all we saying is just make money you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> but on that note it was a great interview man no, appreciate I, I really it. enjoyed you being here yeah. you know sharing the word with the people yeah and uh yeah hopefully we can link up again and 
you know, at a different level. No, most that. Hey, my, honestly, like I said, man, it's, it's great seeing, you know, like you take an initiative to do this, you for know. Because sure. I definitely think it would be an amazing thing for people to hear different stories, yep. you know. Because me, certain people can connect, but not everybody wants to be in the nightlife as a DJ or exactly. as a musician. Some other people, it's a nine to five. Some other people, it's, I don't know, you know, to each his own. You yep. know, it's it's a great thing that you kind of bring in people from different fields, man. That, that's what's up. I'm proud of you for that. Bro. Thank you, bro. Almost thank done. you, thank you, man. Yeah. On that note, thank you for listening, people. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one.